Welcome to Friday. I'm Joe Jaquin, CEO of the Patriot Trading Group. Our toll-free number, 800 as if you didn't know. The website at allamericangold.com, and yeah, it is Friday, so you know what that means. Everybody starts drinking. Put a couple of fingers in, of Jack in the coffee and let us all celebrate that we made it through another week. I am fired up. It's the big game today. Uh, my son's high school playing, uh, which turning out to be, I guess, our new rival uh, over at the Horizon Huskies. It is going to be the game of the week. Everybody's talking about it record crowd anticipated for the game uh, number two versus number three and uh, the winner goes to the open and the other one gets to play in the regular playoffs we'll have to see what happens I'm excited about it I'm going to be out of here early because you know I got to get properly ready for it uh, but other than that all kinds of talk about a skinny deal yeah, yeah, skinny deal. I think Oprah's involved, right? You know, she's coming up with a meal plan, uh, talking about the Chinese trade negotiations. I hope, I hope, I hope that what they're writing is inaccurate. I hope. But I'm going to give you the details of what everybody is speculating, the big meeting at the White House. And, and the funny thing is, is, I don't think it's the big meeting. You know, the the president is going to meet with China's top trade negotiator. But from what I've been told and what I've uh, from the sources that I trust, this guy doesn't even have final authority. You know, China's communist, the pres their president is the one that will have the final say uh, and there's supposed to be another letter involved. I'm sure it's going to be beautiful and wonderful, and uh, the president of China will once again be uh, President Trump's really good friend. Uh, you know, it, it feels very buddy-buddy this morning. The president came out with some nice tweets talking about how everybody, it feels a little different this time, and how everybody's being nice. The skinny deal could be happening. Wall Street's up 400 points on the news of this skinny deal. And again, I hope what I've been reading, and here's the problem, is some of it was from sources that I don't trust, but then I read it from places that I do. So when we get back from the break, we'll talk about what it is that they believe is going to happen. I think the meeting is 2.30 Eastern. So 2.30 Eastern, wherever you live, do the math. You know, wouldn't it be great if we could just all be the same time? <laughs> I mean, wouldn't that be nice? Uh, but I know that's just too hard. 2.30 Eastern is uh, when the meeting takes place. or And I think that's how you normally works. Is they're actually having the meeting now. And then at 2.30, they're going to take pictures with each other and, and shaking hands. Or maybe not, right? We, we don't really know, but uh, that has been the big talk of the day. Getting absolutely no attention. Starting 
Monday, and maybe even today, could have been today, but I think it's Monday, QE4 starts on Monday. I'll give you the details on that. The Federal Reserve also. And here's what they're so clueless. And I tell you this all the time. And I know it's hard to understand because you want to feel good about a skinny deal. And all those fat people out there, we all want to be skinny. Here's what skinny deal means. Skinny deal means we went through all of this and got nothing. That's what it means. Stuff that China was already more than willing to do. But why I'm getting ahead of myself. I get excited. I get fired up. The big games today. You know, and, and the hard part of the big, I know kids on the other team as well where they're pretty close in proximity to the schools. Uh, I just want everyone to play well. I want everyone to play. I want us to win. And uh, more importantly, I want my kid to play well. But but uh, everybody involved, be safe, have a great day. I'll try not to talk about it anymore the rest of the show, but I can't promise. I'm just that excited. My kid tells me, Dad, calm down. And I'm like, aren't you fired up? And he's like, calm down. So I'm going to try to be calm. So the central bank, and, and it's it's brilliant. I mean, you couldn't. You couldn't write it any better, right? Hey, Trump, go out, throw out some beautiful tweets and skinny deals and get everybody excited, and then we'll make our announcement and nobody will notice. So quantitative easing four starts on Monday. Earlier this week, I told you how they extended the repo, the Fed window, to through uh, November. Today they said, ah, well, how about through January? It's never go. It may never close again. By the way, huge spike in repos this morning. We haven't talked a lot about the repos uh, again, but a, a big jump in overnight, $61 billion of liquidity. And I'm wondering if that's just a thing. Hey, it's Friday. It's payday. Right? Banks don't have the money. Don't worry. Everything's fine. I mean, look at Wall Street. got to be wonderful. You have no reason to be worried about anything. It's our radio news hour. We'll return. What's in this alleged skin deal? 800 It is a... A great day to be alive. Welcome to Friday. The weather is fantastic. The big game coming up later today. And a fired up radio talk show host. I don't know if I'm really that. Really, I sell gold. It's what I do. I own a radio station. You know. Uh, by the way, 1360 khnc.com. Uh, follow us there as well. So let's just talk about it. Let's get right to it. It started before I woke up. So it was early. As you guys know, I get up early. And what had happened was a an erroneous tweet. <laughs> and I, I only laugh because we know now that, that these tweets now control financial markets. It it wasn't from the president. It wasn't from the president. A person who was claiming to have 
inside information on the quote-unquote skinny deal said, tweeted out that China was going to agree in addition to buying more soybeans, right? Obviously, that's always, they've always offered that, by the way. Go back, we've been at this trade war for what? Almost two years. Not quite. I think it was February of 18, officially it started. So we're what, uh, November, is it our October? So I, you know, I, I don't know the months. October of 2019 now. And China's always said, yeah, we'll buy more stuff. I mean, they threw that out from the get-go. But he tweeted that China was going to agree to end the joint venture deal. Now that would have been a whole lot more than a skinny deal. And then what happened was 20, 30 minutes later, miraculously, the tweet went away. He had to hit the delete button because it was not accurate. Uh, but let me tell you what's inside or what they're saying. I, again, I don't know. I'm not in the meeting. And neither are any of these guys saying that this is what's going to happen. But as it appears right now, China is willing to agree to buy more stuff for farmers, right? Help the farmer out. I think uh, that that's a great thing. But know this. China was willing to do that from day one. Before we even put the tariffs on. They're like, hey, we'll buy more stuff. We'll buy more food. But that's going to be part of it. The other part. Ready ready for the big concession. Now remember, we're upset that they steal our stuff. We're upset, we're upset about the fact that they treat our company about the joint venture thing, that we can't be the majority owner and all this other stuff. That's not part of the deal. Nope. According to people with knowledge, and again, I don't have it, but I'll just tell you what they're saying to me. Oh, by the way, I said 2.30 Eastern. Uh, It's 2.45 Eastern. 2.45 Eastern. Beijing is allegedly going to refrain from currency manipulation, which I don't know how you could even police that. And most people outside of the president don't feel that China is manipulating its currency. You know, and remember, China's got the little ban thing and all that. More agriculture buying. In return, the U.S. would offer a suspension of tariff increases. Adding that it would be a deal the U.S. and China were close to agreeing in the previous talk. So the, he's, they're referring to talks from this summer where the president, and I think you guys will remember this, China's agreed to buy more stuff. And they're going to be buying agricultural products very, very soon. And then China didn't do it. right? And then that's when the president announced the next round of tariffs. right? The stuff that's really going to hurt hasn't even started yet. 
So if you think about China this way, think about $550 billion. We tariffed the easiest $250 billion of it. In other words, things that that uh, the cost wouldn't be very great to the consumer and wouldn't be horrible for the manufacturers or whatever that needed that, you know, look at it uh, like this. You're, you're making a pizza, and you got all your ingredients that you need, and you're going to make, you know, uh, a meat lover's, with uh, green onion, pepperoni, a lot of ingredients. And maybe one or two of the ingredients China provided you. Doesn't really affect the overall cost of the pizza that much, right? Limited effect. So we took, you know, it makes sense, right? We, We tariff the easy stuff first. When China didn't buy the agricultural products the president said you know what now we're going to hit the other 300 billion remember and that was supposed to start october 1st and then some more stuff china retaliated the president got madder and said that we're gonna throw another five percent on top of the on the old tariffs and then cooler heads prevailed, and he was broke up. the the The, the next three hundred billion, remember, half of it was going to start October fifteenth, and the other half wasn't going to start until December fifteenth because he didn't want to ruin Christmas. See that three hundred billion? That all comes from China. In other words, you hit that with a ten percent or twenty five percent tariff. That item is going to now cost 10 to 25% more, right? There's no, it's only a, a little bit of an ingredient. No, it's the whole thing. So those ones would hurt a lot more here, right? We'd feel that those here. So this is what they're saying is going to uh, give pause. Here was the key thing involved in this. So that on itself, I'm like, that's not very much. They're going to buy some agriculture products and say we won't manipulate our currency and and we'll move on. If that's all it is, that's not good, right? The, China wins, right? I think all of us would agree that would be a win for them. I mean, it, don't get me wrong. It would be nice not to have the tariffs, obviously. Wall Street likes it. But here's what I heard was the sweetener. Because that alone... And this was Bloomberg had reported that. That alone, that didn't seem like enough. But that kind of seemed like a, a real chintzy deal. And, and I couldn't see Trump accepting that. Because, you know, he's got the, I'm a hard guy. The rumor is that China is also going to agree to allow... U.S. banks more access to China, and that it's uh, and I don't know about the next part that I'm going to say, but some people have speculated that they'll let uh, U.S. banks either be the majority owner in, on the joint venture, or maybe not even have a joint venture at all. I doubt that, but maybe 
maybe they're going to also allow them to be the majority owner. And if you'll remember back in April when they told you we were 90% at a deal, what did I tell you then? The only way we get any kind of a deal is if somehow what the bankers get something. So what is being reported today is just that. That the big carrot to not invoke the new rounds of tariffs. We're still going to keep the old tariffs. Okay, so let's not forget those the, the existing tariffs would stay in place. But China will buy more stuff. And what this is what is being reported to me. In 2020, they'll allow U.S. banks more access of some sort. Now, is that before or after the election? I don't know. We'll have to wait and see uh, how the whole thing plays out. But it, it's when I heard that, it was heartbreaking, right? Because that's that's not one of the things we were that wasn't even on the list right when we were talking about why we wanted the trade war that wasn't on the list right like our banks need to go out and load more money to people right they're already too darn big but this is kind of this is what has been making the rounds right now is that they were uh, talking about either the reduction or the scrapping of the requirement for foreign financial services companies to find a local partner before opening shop on the mainland. And again, I don't know. We'll find out what that means. We're going to also allegedly in this deal give Huawei a break and ease sanctions on Huawei. I don't know, again, we don't know details. And the uh, essentially what they're saying is this deal looks a lot like the deal that they had in place the last time. Talks broke down. I'll ha- we'll have to wait and see. But if this is what it is, I think this is a loss for the president. That's just my opinion, right? Another handout for banks. And and really, what were we upset? What were we fighting about? They steal all our stuff. Because remember, we don't care that they make everything. I know they want to pretend. They don't. We don't care. We don't want those jobs. <laughs> we, don't, we don't care that they make stuff, right? What we want to do is control the world. And now China is what? rising up and and how are they've done it how have they've risen so fast well they're stealing all of our stuff all of our technology they're reverse engineering it all all the stuff listen they knew this stuff back when they agreed to the free trade agreements the naftas and the gaps i mean this was what it was all about so it Disappointment. We'll wait and see. So two forty-five Eastern. But that has been. That's the big news. The big news is China is not going to negotiate anything about stealing intellectual property. 
China is not going to negotiate anything about, uh, you know, U.S. businesses doing business in China. But apparently what they are going to do is throw a bone out to our banks. That, that, that's essentially it, and, and buy agricultural products. Uh, at least for right now, that is what, that's the latest. Of all the tweets and the uh, other things that are being reported, that appears to be uh, the lead piece in all this. We'll have to wait and see. Uh, but that's got the Dow up 387 points. Gold's down 12. 12 bucks right now. At fourteen hundred eighty-two, fourteen eighty-three, silver doesn't care. So uh, apparently, silver said, "Eh, I don't care about banks." And uh, silver's down about four cents right now, right around seventeen dollars and fifty cents to the ounce. Patriot Radio News Hour. Now you're up to date. We can all be skinny. This is the Phyllis Schlafly Report, a daily commentary continuing the conservative pro-family legacy of Phyllis Schlafly. Now the president of Phyllis Schlafly Eagles, Ed Martin. Donald Trump is the first U.S. president to stand up to communist China in almost 50 years. Beginning with President Nixon, who was then under the spell of Henry Kissinger, presidents of both parties have endlessly appeased China. Once known as Red China, to distinguish the mainland regime from the anti-communist Chinese who fled to Taiwan in 1949... The communist dictators have stolen our intellectual property for decades. This is the same tyrannical China against which millions of people in Hong Kong are protesting right now. Starting with George H.W. Bush, who began his rise to the presidency by acting as Gerald Ford's liaison to China, politicians in both political parties embraced a phony free trade with China. Millions of American manufacturing jobs were lost, and China used its growing trade surplus to build a massive arsenal against which we must now defend ourselves. China exported a staggering amount of goods to the United States in 2018, totaling $539.5 billion, while allowing only $120.3 billion of American goods to be sold in China. This created a record trade deficit of more than $400 billion. Despite our massive patronage of Chinese companies, in 2018, the communist Chinese government cut back on the small amount of American goods they allowed to be sold. There was a nearly 10% drop in its purchases of American farm products, particularly corn and soybeans. Like the weather in Mark Twain's famous quip, everyone complains about China's abusive trade practice, but nobody does anything about it. No one, that is, until Donald J. Trump became president. Trump advisor Peter Navarro explains that tariffs against China are needed to end its cyber intrusion into our business networks, force technology transfer in exchange for market access, intellectual property theft, currency manipulation, and killing Americans with fentanyl. Presidents George W. Bush and Barack Obama both promised to take action against China's exploitation of us in trade and otherwise, but neither did it. Both ex-presidents are now enjoying a comfortable retirement. But American workers have continued to lose ground in the global economy, and China is a big reason why wages have not improved in decades. President Trump has made a start and has much more work ahead to put American workers back on top. This has been the Phyllis Schlafly Report from Phyllis Schlafly Eagles. 
When it comes to international trade, other countries have long been taking advantage of the American people and our generous spirit. At phyllisschlafly.com, we've got strategies to balance trade and protect the interests of American companies, resources, and citizens. For more, go to phyllisschlafly.com. Thanks for listening, and join us again for the Phyllis Schlafly Report. 800-951-0592. And, man, I'm just reading the details of the new quantitative easing that isn't quantitative easing. It's, wow, really shady. Um, first of all, another mistake. It's not Monday, Tuesday. Tuesday the 15th. They're going to start $60 billion a month. They're going to be buying $60 billion a month of treasuries. I mean, people thought they're going to, you know, start off slow, you know, start, you know, $15 billion a month, you know, maybe $20 billion, uh-uh, $60 billion a month on top of every single day. They're going to do a repo auction of $75 billion. Twice a week, another one of those special auctions uh, for $35 billion a week. And by the second quarter of 2020, the Fed's balance sheet will be right back to where it was before they when they did the quantitative tightening, what was that, like a year ago. I mean, these clowns is all I can say. And here's the thing. Where's the crisis? Where is it? This is how scary it is. We can't have a recession. We can't. I mean, look at where we're at right now. The banks need money. They don't have it. Where Where is it? Well, the answer is really simple. Well, it's in the debt markets. Look at today's repo auction. The banks needed $61 billion of liquidity. 58 point whatever was in treasuries. And remember, I was warning you about this, what, months ago. Months ago. That the the auctions, people aren't coming. China's not coming to the treasury auctions. They're not. They roll over what they've got, and actually, you know, they're they're slowly getting rid of treasuries. They're not buying anymore. Really, nobody is. So the banks are being forced. And now the banks are like, we don't have enough money. And people don't understand this. Without these repo auctions, where your money is, where all of our money is, that bank doesn't open. It's busted because it doesn't have the cash. Right? You you think about Greece. Hey, uh, I know you want to take out $500 or $300 out of the ATM, but uh, how's 20 Here's the problem. They can't cover payroll. Right? They can't cover payments to vendors. That's why they need to go to get the liquidity. And, of course, I'll tell you what, it doesn't mean the bank's in trouble. It doesn't. 
No, it's just, it's just, it's just a cash flow issue. Right? That was the story they told us a month ago. And remember, the, 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 the original proposal, when they first opened up the window, it was supposed to end yesterday. Hey, uh, and they gave you, remember the BS they fed us? Oh, well, you know, it's it's the end of the quarter, and, and these companies got to pay their taxes. That was, yeah, that's what it is. <laughs> right? Of course, I said, oh, what, what, that's new? <laughs> the banks didn't know? Of course they do. We're choking on it. Now, was it earlier this week, maybe last week, the, the, the government said, hey, congratulations, we only went $984 billion into debt. The debt clock exploded again in the last three days, four days. We're now less than $180 billion away from $23 trillion. So remember, all year I've been telling you, by the end of the year we're going to be at $23 trillion. I'm wrong. And I'm always wrong on the wrong side of it. I don't know. We're, we're 23 one, 23 23-2? And when I, you know, 23-1, 23-2, that's $100 billion, $200 to the bad. Just by the end of the year, as again we're drowning in all of this debt, and so the banks don't have the money, so they got to go to the Fed. Now the Fed says, "Hey, by the way, that little temporary thing, uh, we're going to run that now through January." I mean, early just a couple of days ago, they just said, "Hey, through uh, through November." What's happened in the last forty-eight hours that they got so freaked out? That they are now got to go through January. This is the problem. What is it? It's more than just the government debt. Oh, and remember, too, Social Security, 1.6%. Congratulations, retirees. 1.6%. Uh, but again, that's got to be funded. So now the, the Federal Reserve announced today, great day to make the announcement, by the second quarter of 2020, the Fed's balance sheet is going to be back to that $4.3 trillion, uh, that it was when they started the quantitative tightening. Don't worry. Everything's fine, right? Just look at Wall Street. Uh, they're just so happy about their skitty deal, uh, which is really what another looks like. And again, I don't want to be too critical yet. Because I, I don't know what's going to happen. But the skinny day deal appears like China's going to cut our banks a break and how they can operate more freely over there. In exchange, we're going to loosen up the, the uh, Huawei stuff and China's going to buy food, like what they've always said they'll do, and we won't institute the rest of the tariffs. So we'll have to wait and see. 800-951-0592. When we'll get back, we'll talk about uh, the gold and silver special that we have going on today. Uh, continuation from the, the deal that we had yesterday. I know a lot of people just don't quite understand it. 
uh, and how great of an opportunity that deal was. We'll talk about that because I got some left. We'll talk about that and a few other things. Oh, and solar power. Since California got a couple million people without it, how's that solar work? Welcome back, 800 951 And I know, you know, with, when, uh, with Eric back, you know, we don't get a lot of time uh, most days to get really deep into certain things that uh, we'll, we do when he's not here. So yesterday we had an opportunity with the $5 Liberty and the $5 Indian. And I still got like 20 25 I think, of them still left. Uh, gold's down 12 bucks, but the price is unchanged. They're $410 a piece. You get one of each in the set, so it's 820 bucks for the pair. The Indian that's in this, first of all, you never, and I mean never, buy a $5 Indian for the same price as a $5 Liberty. You just don't. But you're sitting there and you're thinking, it's the same amount of gold. Like, $20 Lib, $20 Saint. 99% of the time, they're the same. right? Every once in a while, over the 16 years I've been doing this, every once in a while, right, the Saint will be 5 maybe $10 more once in a while. And usually for not very long. All of the Indians carry a premium over the liberties that everybody, for those of you that have been around a long time, you know this. For you new people, you don't know this. So the the Indians are the fractional coins that went with the Saints. So Teddy Roosevelt wanted a better looking coin to symbolize America's greatness. Not that the Liberty was a bad coin, but it was boring, right? The side profile of Lady Liberty's face. And it was on all the coinage. So when they brought in the Saints, they also commissioned Bella Pratt, along with Augusta St. Gaudens, and she did the Indians, the male version Indians. And these ones, they're my favorite coins. So you've got on the one side... Now, this is probably a racist coin today. If that helps or hurts you, I don't know. But it has the uh, the Native American Indian with the Indian, uh, you know, war feathers on his head. You know, the Indian, uh, the, the feathers, the, the, the cap, if you will, of it. It's awesome looking. I, I think it's a tremendous tribute. Uh, to a an Indian warrior, if you will, but you know everyone has their own opinion on it. And of course, remember these were the only coins we've ever ever minted with what they called an incused design. In other words, they engraved into it, so there was grooves in the coin. And those grooves, when the plague, like 1915, 1916, the plague hit. And so everyone panicked and said, hey, they're in the grooves of the Indians. And they stopped minting them. So the Indians, they go with the Saints, right? 08 to 33. 
But for most of that time, the Indians didn't get minted. 1917, 1918, 1919, 1920, you know, they didn't mint them. So there's a lot less of them, especially the male ones. And they carry like a $50 premium. Even, you know, today, you're looking at about a $25, $25, premium above a $5 Liberty. Same amount of gold. And when uh, throughout history, especially when gold really runs, you can see these coins at the peak. A $5 Indian, ungraded, just the regular plain Jane $5 Indian, was running you hundreds of dollars above what a $5 Liberty would run. I mean, a lot of you remember that. It was, man, it was early in my career here. This was probably, I think, like 04, 05, maybe into 06. The Indians just got so expensive. But it's never been where you could buy an Indian for the same price as a, as a $5 Liberty ever. I've never seen it. And I, like I said, I've been here a long time. So you got the opportunity today, the last 25 sets that we have, you get both sets. You get the $5, right, the 1866, the 1907, and then you'll get the $5 Indian from the, you know, 1907, uh, you know, up through gold confiscation. Uh, They're $820 for the set. If you buy five sets... I'll take $5 off a coin. So that would bring your cost to 810 if you buy five sets. I mean, you'd be buying both coins at 405 if you buy five sets. 800-951-0592. Uh, if you buy the five sets, it'll be 4050 Otherwise, it's $820 for the set. The item that you want in there, that the, the $5 Indian, that's the item. That's the coin that, that you're buying in this set. I mean, that's how big. It's a huge discount. 800-951-0592. Well, when we get back, we got to talk about California. You know, all these people got no power. And, and 1.8 million people, I think, is the official word. Now, nobody has more solar panels than California. I thought, oh, I didn't even think about it, to be honest with you. But I saw the headline today. All these people that put up all these solar panels in California, apparently, they don't work without the power being on. What? Isn't that why? I thought that's why we bought solar panels. I'll tell you why when we get back. Final segment on this Friday, 800-951-0592. By the way, on the Indian, just uh, I was curious, so I, I looked it up. They made uh, every year from 08 to 1915. In 1916, they minted some. Uh, less than 240,000 of them. 
and only minted them one more year. And that was 1929. So when you think about the Liberties or the St. Gaudens series, 07, uh, really 07, 08, uh, to uh, 1933, uh, the $5 Indians, that's why they're so hard to get. Just not that many of them. Uh, 08 to 1916 and 1916 they hardly minted any and then one more time in 1929 and that was it on the Indian so put them away listen this is going to be a great investment uh, if you've never bought from us before and we're getting a lot of new customers and thank you guys so much uh, for doing business with us listen just call us up and you tell Arlene Arlene, I'd like the special. That's all you got to say. Oh, and here's here's our big sales pitch. You just gonna how many would you like? One, two, five. If you got questions, feel free to ask them. Uh, and again, you know our philosophy. We want you to buy as close to the spot as possible. And fractional gold always costs more. It does. More work goes into it. Everybody can understand that. And they made a lot less of them as well. But in this case, this item, it's all about the Indian. Uh, this really, and by putting them together, I was really able to drive the cost down. That's really, again, what we want. We want the best products at the best prices. Uh, and this is a great opportunity and then i'll sit there and tell you hey i've got twenty dollar gold today at 1540 right if you want that that's great too right it's closer to spot absolutely uh but but the but the two five dollar pieces together it's just a great way to do it either way 800-951-0592 talking about solar power in california apparently they're not going to work during the blackout and here's why, according to what they're saying, is because of the fact that they set it up that you could sell the power back to the power company. You know, when, during the day, the solar panels were collecting more power than you needed. So a lot of people, and this is how they pitched it all. Yeah, sell it back, the extra power, sell it back to the power company. And it sounded like a great idea. Yeah, of course, who wouldn't do that? Well, apparently, if you did that, when the power goes out, your solar panels won't work. How about that? Yeah. They, if, so if you were in there and, and, and you had it set up, you put your power on and you're selling back your extra power, I don't know how it all works, why that is, but apparently what they're saying is if you had it set up that way, the, the solar panels will not work during a blackout. Huh. It's always the fine print, right? They never tell you. 800 that's our number. By the way, go Saints, baby! <laughs> 